welcome to another episode of Towel A. Talk, talk, talk. This is Chris. <laughs> this is Chris. Uh, so, New York Comic Con just happened over the weekend. Um, Did it? Is it really? Because pretty sure nothing happened. Pretty sure not too much happened. Yeah, so as you can tell by the name of this episode, it was a pretty um, uneventful Comic-Con compared to the ones of the past. And, you know, we're going to chat about it. You know, we're used to seeing our phones blow up all weekend um, and furiously writing articles. Uh, We actually did get invited to go this year, but I was in a wedding and Chris is in California. So maybe it would have been a little bit different if we were on the floor, like our, our writer of top of the stack, um, Clay, for don'tforgetatowel.com. He was there. So I'll be interested to hear what his perspective is. I think he's still there. I think he's coming back today. But I want to I know what it, it was like for somebody on the floor. Because for us outsiders, it was like, uh, meh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was uh, quite surprised by the lackluster amount of news that came out of this thing. So uh, let's, let's run down, you know, we'll run down everything that kind of, that came out. I mean, yeah. And I mean, yeah, it, so let's get, let's get it going. Uh, All right. Let's, so let's oh, go on. jump into the big two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get in there. Eventful um, things that happened there happened at the Marvel, Marvel panel. Uh, why don't you go into that a little bit? Yeah, so Marvel had a panel uh, with comic book shop owners um, where, you know, Axel Alonzo, and I can never, I cannot say his name right. What's Tom Brevruz? Brevort. Brevort. Yeah, I can't say his name, but anywho. Brevort. (laughs) Some of the other top heads at Marvel, um, you know, to talk about the upcoming stuff with legacy and Marvel going forward and comic book shop owners got super heated about the diversity in the comics and claiming that, you know, changing all of their main characters to females, adding more, uh, races, you know, different races is what's bringing down, of course, lenticular covers as well are bringing down comic book sales. And I mean, they literally had to shut down the panel because they got that crazy. So what are you thinking? I think that's I think that's pretty insane uh, that that they had to shut the panel down due to it. Um, you know, my big thing about the di- diversity and and whatever um, it it doesn't really bother me to the fact where people should be you know getting that heated about it. Yes, I can see how you know all of this all this has affected sales maybe and and you know this is the bread and butter of these comic shop owners and I understand that point of view um, but you know they they also have to be careful when they start like blaming race and stuff on it too because it seems like that's a big topic that's going on in this country as well so I mean try these try this step no I don't think so um, I, I think that you know trying to expand like bring in new characters for new generations and stuff like that that's been that's been happening for years uh, but like I said, if it is really affecting the bottom line of the comic shop, I can also get behind that. Yeah. Um, it's hard. You know, the cover stuff is out of control. It's stupid. Diversity yes. in comics. I don't know. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. You know, like even Marvel said, like, 
our old people are still there. There just happens to be new ones. Peter Parker's there. Miles Morales is there. Kamala Khan is there. You know, uh, Carol Danvers is there. They're not gone. <laughs> like, they didn't kill them off. Bad writing, uh, losing some of your, your best writers, giving some new writers who may be good, like two issues, three issues, um, you know, not being consistent with your numbering, not being consistent with how many times you reboot number one. Like, those are definitely things that would contribute to people not buying fucking comics. But you want to say because She-Hulk is the only Hulk? Sure, fine. Be a dumbass. But really, it's just Marvel in general has been having... It's It just doesn't seem consistent. Consistency. That's it. Absolutely. I mean, we've been we've been hitting this topic for a numerous amount of podcasts talking about yeah. the Marvel now initiative and that kind of garbage. I mean, it's like with DC right before rebirth, they did that launch of all those um, new different titles. Like, uh, like when the new black canary book came out um, and it was like a very lackluster launch of these books. And that pissed off retailers too, because DC had promised that this was going to be like, what Marvel now is doing. It's like always jumping on points, new number ones, blah, blah, blah. And it failed. Yeah. And then DC came back with rebirth, you know, gave shops the opportunity that if whatever stock they didn't have, they could. So, I mean, it, it is on the publisher to do the right thing when it comes to their customers and, and fans. But at the same time, come on, comic books have been doing the same thing for years. So, right. I mean, just like you said, get over it. Get over it with this stupid like blaming diversity for it, and and you know, I I, I don't I don't know what else to say about it because it's just it's kind of a maddening topic. Yeah, but moving like on. Said, covers are bullshit. <laughs> moving yeah. on. Uh, we got a teaser for Hulu and Marvel's first collaboration together, which is the Runaways. Um, this. I read the interview with Jeff Loeb saying, why do they want to go to Hulu? And basically it was the handmaiden's tale. Handmaiden's tale was like so incredibly good. And they go, okay, this changed it from, Oh, I might have Hulu to I have to have Hulu now. And they wanted to be on the ground floor of that as Hulu starts doing, you know, they got the Mindy project. My wife watches that and they've got some other like, okay shows, but handmaiden's tale is really what put them on the, on the map there. And obviously it won more Emmys than, Strangers things and even game of thrones so i mean they clearly are doing something right and um this trailer didn't do shit for me didn't care it, i mean it tell i mean we all know what the story is do it we? reveals yeah i mean if you don't tell, then... tell, me, tell us because some people are not gonna know because that trailer as my wife said who has no idea what it is she goes i don't know what the hell this is about so tell the listeners chris it's basic. It shows these kids and then they and then they find out their parents are all like super villains. I mean that's the basis that's a premise. But you of wouldn't the, know that they're super anything. I think that's the something that we're don't trying to show off any powers in right. that chapter. But they do that shows that you have these kids, they find out their parents are doing something bad. That's the premise. So we're looking at now this new era of uh I guess getting away from trying to like label everything as a superhero drama or whatever, and trying to just show that this is really a story. Yes. Eventually we'll find out. Yeah. These are actually like 
villains that we know from comics, but for the general audience, some people just, I think they're more, I would say that some people would watch it if it wasn't a comic book show, you know, that's kind of the way I look at it because knowing a little bit about the story myself, I knew what was going on, but from that point of view, you could also, I mean, it's not a bad trailer. I thought so. I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, I did. we'll talk about, we'll talk about a bad trailer. We can go in. Yeah. We'll go into a bad. Um, trailer. I'm but, just saying like, I just, I know because Brian K Vaughn wrote it as well as Joss Whedon came on for an arc and you know, there's been other writers in there too that have done a really good job with that series. So of course I'm going to watch it, but that trailer to me, I go, it's just, it was bad. It was badly edited. It, it was kind of thrown together the end of just like a hodgepodge of images. Like it just didn't even like, I don't think the gifted trailer looks good. I get that story of yeah. a family running from Sentinels. I got it in their trailer. This one, I was like, okay, the parents are bad. Kind of. Right, maybe. So these kids are runaways because that's yeah. the name of the, the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, what, what what do we want? We're talking about very simple <laughs> dynamics here. Yeah. Probably, you won't get one because it's coming out next month. So. Oh, I maybe, maybe not. <laughs> it's coming speaking, out in less than a month. You know, speak on the topic of these streaming services. Um, I mean, this is the direction we're headed. I mean, a lot of people are upset about how Star Trek is. You got to pay to watch it. People still, you know, um, but that's what's going to pull people to, you know, cut the cable and and get get on board with streaming services. Do I want to have to pay like dollars a shot? I don't know yet. You know, it depends. I don't want to like you give me a package like a Hulu or a Netflix where I can still watch cable shows on there. I'm fine with it. Netflix is is actually boosting up. I read that too. Netflix is boosting up their uh, services again, another dollar times, yep. you know, fifty million or whatever. Like that's a chunk of change for them. And I and I'll tell you what, I will pay. I fuck it. I, I'll tell you, what, I pay thirty dollars a month for Netflix if they Just keep doing what they're doing, if not more, because it's like you got that Mick G movie, The Babysitter, which is a great fucking trailer. That comes out on Friday the 13th. That did come out of Comic-Con. You got uh, the Manhunter, the Charlize Theron, David Fincher show. Like you've got, um, I saw this other preview for like Stranger Things meets something else. This German version. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but like almost every, Punisher will be coming out. Almost every week, Netflix drops another show. Like I see stuff in my queue. I don't even know what it is. I didn't even see the preview. And I go, I want to watch this. I don't even know what I'm watching. It's crazy. Right, so. but that's but that's that's a good point though, is like all right, so what is what is a good price point for these streaming services before all of a sudden you're subscribed to five of them and you're paying more than cable well, TV? That's the problem is that if it's like, oh, you get to watch the programming of CBS, A, that applies to fucking people forty years older. You know what I mean? I mean really Star Trek, even though we're we're gonna watch it. It really goes to my uncle who's 65. I'm sorry. It does. He grew up with it. Like, that's who it's going for. But, like, nobody wants to pay for cable, Netflix, Hulu, CBS, Freeform, fucking Disney XD. Like, nobody wants to pay all that. It's like you have to have a a Hulu and a Netflix that already gets all of these contracts. And then you just bump them up a little bit more and you throw CBS. uh, Right. 
show on there. So that's the thing. It's that's why it should be like like you said. It's an overarching subscription service that gives you access to these. If you want me to pay forty five dollars for Netflix, but it includes DC, um, CBS, all those th- all that garbage. You know, it's it's like how I would look at it. It's the same thing like when we were like, oh well, cable should do an a la carte service where you can pick your own channels. I mean, I still think I still think it's a good idea. You know what I mean? I just want to watch like HGTV. Uh, TV, yeah. Home and Garden, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. And then charge me 50 bucks, but I'll still pay for Netflix. $30. Don't care. The CBS app is interesting. I mean, you do get access to a lot of things. Um, and live TV, which is kind of a, uh, depending on and if you want to watch live TV, you know, if, say, it's like sports or whatever you want to watch, you know, um, that kind of thing makes sense. But, the price point of CBS is actually, say, hashing out fifteen dollars for something that's not even comparable to HBO. You know, correct. So that's the problem. Um, all right, moving on. Early reactions to Thor Ragnarok have come out. Um, they've been very good. Yeah, they were. They've been using the word zany. Now, zany, I can definitely get behind. And they're like, well. This is probably the best Thor movie. And we're like, yeah, duh. <laughs> so. One thing that my cousin brought up, which I'm not too worried about personally, but he was like, he's a, he legit is a bigger Thor fan than I am. Like he's read all the Walter Simonson and old stuff. You know what I mean? Um, yep. He was like, I don't want Thor to be too funny. Just like I don't want my Han Solo to be too funny. Like I get that mm-hmm. I, there should be humor, but Thor's not a a wisecracking dude. <laughs> right. And I was like, I personally, I don't care. I want the movie to be fun and funny, and if that's what it costs, because Taika Waititi only does improv movies, technically, right. um, I'm fine with it. But I could see from a hardcore Thor fan's point of view, like. And then that's all these reviews. All these reactions were like, it's legit the funniest Marvel movie other than Guardians. The Guardians, no one gave a shit about it. Make it a goddamn comedy. You know what I mean? No one cares about those characters. But Thor, a little bit different. What do you think? Um, I mean, this goes, this goes right down to the basic argument of these against these movies. Um, this is one of the things that people don't like about Marvel movies. Uh, that we love, you know, we, I love these movies. I think that they've always been on a good track. They have a great success rate, but they do things that upset hardcore fans. But this is, this is the world that we live in with movie adaptations. It's, it is what it is. Um, Now the first two Thor movies, worst of the lot, you know, of all Marvel movies. And it's, you know what? I want a good Thor movie that, that is, is visually like spectacular because yeah. that's what I don't want some mundane set on earth story again. Yeah. We got a little no. more mythical and magical in the second one, but at the same time it fell short. So taking, you know, gardens galaxy has great success, even though the second one, it was a good movie, but it was like, but it wasn't as funny because it was more about family no. and heart and all that stuff. Right. right. So I mean, it lost some of the, the humor of the first one. We're, I mean, we're looking at this. This movie is going to have it all. So, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I can understand Chris's point of view on it. Um, but 
this is this is what the audiences want and it's what they've been paying for so these movies are gonna you know they'll do what they want to do more or less you can't please everybody that's the unfortunate thing but it will sell tickets and that's <laughs> that's what it's really about see how it goes um all right so let's move over to dc um Sweet. why don't you take this story yeah this this is like probably one of the the better comic book news to come out one of the only really exciting comic book news to come out of uh, comic-con uh we found out that there will be well right now sean murphy's uh white knight is out uh the first issue was just released uh this past week i believe and um now announced scott snyder and sean murphy will be teaming up once again uh for a story called batman last night and it's a very looks to be a very odd um elseworlds tale almost uh that that covers like a post-apocalyptic batman tale uh it jumps between two different timelines i guess with batman being younger and then this post-apocalyptic but um you know what scott snyder writing batman sean murphy art you know it's it's a recipe of success so when was the last time they were together i think it was didn't they work on uh the fuck when did they work together it wasn't it wasn't batman it was like witches or what's the other one in the water i said the wake i said wake that's what it is yeah Yeah. okay sorry sorry yeah, that was the last one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it'd be great. Sean Murphy's fucking great artist, and sure, yeah, all about it. Down. Um, hmm? uh, so next one, next little bit of news here. Uh, Teen Titans Go was announced uh, as the DC movie that was uh, kind of a mystery movie that was coming out to theaters next year. It was on the slate and ends up being Teen Titans Go, uh, which. It's probably going to be a pretty insane movie since that show's a little nutty. Uh, but adding, uh, today was announced that both Kristen Bell and Will Arnett will be joining uh, the cast as undisclosed characters so far. Wouldn't you imagine that cool. Will Arnett will be Batman? I was hope. I hope so. Um, I would think so. They they have a representation of Batman on that show. Um, it's kind of a comedy thing. So hopefully they they get away from that a little bit and let him do his thing. <laughs> so, yeah, man, Lego Batman. that's Lego Batman. So, it's good. Uh, sticking with the DC theme, today is Monday, the what, the 9th. And uh, not sure when you guys are going to be hearing this, but all of our favorite DC shows return to the CW this week. Uh, Supergirl's on tonight. And I forget because they rearranged the whole schedule. So The Flash and Legends is on tomorrow, I think. Or they switched that yeah, up. Yeah, and I think Arrow's staying with Wednesday? Or did Arrow get moved? No, it got moved to Thursdays. That's right. Yeah. That's right. With Riverdale. Okay. No. Or they moved Riverdale Wednesday. I don't know. But every every... Every once in a while, they like to switch things up on us. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the shows have been on the same channel so... night, you know, for years. Yeah. So 
Maybe it's to compete against another station. I I don't know. Okay. What it is. Here's what here's what's going on. Okay. You ready? Supergirl, some show named Valor no one gives a shit about because it's not a CW movie. Uh, Tuesday, The Flash and Legends. Wednesday, Riverdale and the new Dynasty show. They switched, oh, so they switched Riverdale and Arrow. Yeah, I think they probably, because Dynasty, everyone's going to watch Riverdale. That's just going to happen. Dynasty, nobody knows if they're going to watch it, so they need something to run off that momentum. And then Thursday is actually... Drama drama for your mama momentum. Yeah, Thursday is a the banger. You've got Supernatural and Arrow. So yeah, that makes, that makes the sense two longest-running show shows out of that slate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thematically similar. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I get uh, it. So, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, what else is happening in CW TV news? Well, well Matt Ryan is 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 back. Uh, <laughs> it was announced. Uh, they well, we know that we know the animated series is coming. The seed. Uh, the seed is really CW. Seed they did show really a trailer thick. though. They they showed a clip. Um, You're sorry. Well, yeah. Clip in the poster came out. Um, but the seed is cool. I watched the Vixen show. It was good. The Ray is coming out, which is going to have big implications for. The crossover this year, which is very cool that they're really tying all this together. Um, it's not expected because they've been kicking ass like this for years and uh, doing the right thing for the fans. Uh, but now, you know, Matt Ryan's Constantine show, I don't want to say, I'll say it, it failed on NBC. It definitely, that show would have done better elsewhere. If it was on um, CW first, it would have easily destroyed it. Yeah. You pair that up with, you pair that up with, Freaking supernatural! You got a another recipe for success. That's my phrase for today. Um, and so, back uh, he's got his own animated show coming to the seed, uh, but he's also going to be appearing in Legends of Tomorrow, which we've been uh, about for you know the last two years. So it's cool to see him coming back to live action, and hopefully, he has a bigger role. Yeah, they've only said one episode so far. They haven't... But, okay, so they've only confirmed one episode, but they have not denied that he's coming in for further. So could it get added as a series regular? Um, Or maybe not even series regular, just enough to show up, which would be nice. Yep. Um, We got Batman the Animated Series finally coming to Blu-ray next year. Yeah, I mean, finally, it's it's only taken you know twenty years, but uh, twenty five years. No, just joking. Um, you know, it's funny because I was thinking the other day, as my as my DVDs slowly wear out and get scratches on them, because um, I've been I've been letting my my nephews watch them, uh, and so they didn't they didn't scratch them. I you know they get scratched because the the case they were in they slip out easily and yeah. they get scratched in there. But they're DVDs, so they're shit, you know. And so some some of them are unwatchable, some of the discs now. So I'm very happy to hear that this is coming out because um, I've been like, where the heck is this? Yeah, exactly. But, so, but here's the other thing. Now with the streaming service coming, do you buy these? Well, they're, they're already on Amazon Prime. I what watch else? them on there. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know. The episode's already on there. Um, and... I, I don't know. It's it's getting tougher and tougher to like justify buying discs. 
it's tougher because they are not putting on special features as much, um, which is the only reason that would differentiate it from being on, you know, stream, unless it's just like not on streaming, you know, like I watch a lot of obviously like shitty horror movies or good horror movies and I got to buy them from Vestrin or uh, Arrow or something like that or Screen Factory, but the Screen Factory packs them with extras. All these companies pack horror movies with extras, but yeah, regular movies, no, they don't do it anymore. I get it. I mean, but at the same time, when they do, these extras are also available on streaming. So you get, they're doing, they're saving you room on your shelves once again. So <laughs> let's talk about this next one because I think we're both divided on this uh, a lot, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, which is interesting uh, that we would be. So. Yes, so Justice League trailer came out yesterday. Um, you know, instead of like on Saturday when when the Comic Con. So, uh, <laughs> but just like Comic Con, in my opinion, this Justice League trailer was really boring and uneventful. So, I know what they're. I understand what they're doing though. So, listen, I get it. the The shit that they they took for that Superman versus Batman movie trailer that ruined everything. That's fine. I get it. And I know that they're leading up to like, oh, yeah, Superman. We all know Superman's coming back. And it was a cool little homage to, you know, the original Superman movies in that first scene. Um, but, you know, that, I was excited to watch that trailer. And then it was just like, yeah, I, it's like I could have fallen asleep during it. So I'll, my take <laughs> was... I I personally really liked it. I, I thought it was the best one that I've seen. My two takeaway complaints um, are that I actually think they did ruin the ending. Um, I think this wasn't as bad as the Doomsday reveal, which is just bullshit. But I think that that whole big thing with like Batman and the Batmobile, like shooting parademons, and they seem to be on the upside down version of Gotham or whatever, that's the ending. That is the last big thing that we're seeing. They also ruined the very beginning of it, which was that huge battle between like the Atlanteans and the Amazonians versus uh, the Apocalypians. Right? <laughs> yep. So that, but you got the new gods, <laughs> which I actually, but seeing that, I was so fucking excited because I was like, I want to see this Lord of the Rings level battle. And then I liked, I really liked the Aquaman stuff. And I liked that Cyborg was like, you're not done yet. And I was like, this is cool. (laughs) Like this guy's fucking sweet. And I liked that the flash was like, they put on your symbol, you know, you got to go. That's what happens. And I I don't know. I thought it was really funny. So to me, I was like, this is, and Wonder Woman had a sweet move as well. <laughs> Everyone got like a cool action shot for me. No, I think that's I think that's very important though. I mean, I'm happy you liked it because it's very hard to impress me. <laughs> impress you when with it anything. comes to anything, anything from the DC Cinematic Universe. Yes, yeah. the boring side of it, I can excuse because I 
from these reactions that people are having, the fact that I think they, I think that they good success with this movie, and I'm hoping they do. But the end of that movie, we don't. I, I really think that it's going to involve Superman and Darkseid. To be honest, <laughs> you think so? If Darkseid doesn't, if Darkseid doesn't show up in this movie, I'd be, I'd be very surprised. Well, they also showed Steppenwolf in this trailer. But we know that Steppenwolf is just a you know, just a big pony boy. You know, it's like I'm happy that Steppenwolf is a villain in this movie. But you know, it's it's cool. It's cool the fact that they're going to use this very obscure character as as the main bad guy. It's been a complaint of many people, but we all know what it leads to. And I think that that is the ending that they're not they're not going to show. I don't think Superman's in this movie until at least when he needs to be, and that's when when Darkseid shows up. Well, the movie is supposed <laughs> so. to be two and a half hours or more. Um, it's near three hours. I, I Yeah, I, I could see Superman showing up in the last hour, last 45 minutes or whatever, but I don't know if we're going to see Darkseid. I actually have a feeling we aren't, which I think is going to be disappointing. And then more than that, mm-hmm. which I'm really upset about, is I don't think we're going to see Green Lantern until the after credit sequence, which I also think is kind of bullshit. Unless Green Lantern like heralds the uh, that Darkseid is coming, and that's why he comes to Earth, you know? Maybe. And then they set it up for a sequel. That's fine. But still, like, I just we'll see. We'll see how this see how this all goes. You know, what's interesting is that so much so much relies on this like is relying on this movie to do well and do you create a movie that you have to have a set like how much do you actually leave for a second movie you know do you make it more as much of a standalone as you can or do you actually say yeah we're we're gonna definitely leave you know base work for justice league 2 you know it's i would rather have it leave like basic basic you know we but have this movie kind of deliver something that we don't need to don't necessarily I mean, need a sequel for if there's a situation like the avengers where you know how thanos show you know teams up with that guy for the shatari sends them down and they're the bad guy but we know it's thanos pulling the strings same thing with guardians like if Dark side is like, yo, Steppenwolf, you got to go get those mother boxes or whatever and send down these parademons as well. If it's basically the Avengers, because I just described that because the Justice League are going to do the same thing. They got to all meet up and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, you know, I guess it's okay because then it's, again, how do you, how does it all come together? And if they do something like the Avengers, which is like something that should not have worked, but it worked so fucking well. Um, but they also had a bunch of movies to get to know those characters beforehand before you yes. met them all. So it's a hard recipe. It's a hard act to balance. Obviously, Joss Whedon is the best person to to walk that tightrope. Um, this is this is it. You know, we got a month really for this movie to come out. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's an epic November. Uh, yeah. So let's move on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, actually, we could have kept this in DC, right? Uh, Mezco is putting out a Killing Joke variant. Um, yeah. Toy. Yeah, that's a good DC one, I think. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't talk about it. We talked. If you listen to our last episode, we go all about we talk about Mezco. I don't want to 
go any more deeper than we did last week, but um, this. I do want to Joker, mention something though. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, and then I'll, then I'll say it. This Joker totally is great. <laughs> it is. I mean, it it meets all. I, we just talked about that whole thing about Joker figures and the two that have already been announced. This one, this is what I was going to say. Is what I noticed was it said deluxe. So oh, we're, so we're looking at like a Punisher thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're that's looking fine. at probably a higher price figure, which is fine because you're looking at four heads on this figure, four, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a bunch of gadgets like Joker shit. So you give me something similar to that Punisher. Done. Fine. Give me give me a long trench coat, uh, yeah. with or your or give me um something with the coattails, which would be the best. Give me an Alex Ross uh, tuxedo. Give me a Hawaiian shirt and give me a, a mallet. Give me a gun that says bang. Give me the chattering teeth. You got me fish. heads, fish, uh, the, the, um, the rose that shoots acid. Like all that, I'm done. I'll, you got my 150. Fuck it. Yep. Game over. Um, okay, so... Spawn movie that Todd McFarlane's writing and directing is going to start filming in February. We, he's been talking about it for the last five years, so we knew it was coming. It's just now we have a date of when it's starting to get filmed. Um, no, it's exciting to see see reboots of these 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 characters. You know, it's coming back for the modern age of comic book movies. You know, yeah, I'm excited to see what Todd McFarlane is going to have up his sleeve. Um, we got another X Files trailer. Do we have one previously? No, we oh, didn't. Okay. But we got one. Like, <laughs> we got, sorry, a season we got another X Files season coming trailer for that season. That's a better way to put it. Probably the final season. Think for so. Favorite duo of Mulder and Scully. Yeah, um, Jillian, Jillian Anderson said this was her last go, she said. Yeah, she's probably going to die. She just it. did that audiobook. Uh, let's see, what else? She did the audiobook. And now season 11 looks to really solve some of the mysteries and questions that we've been asking for years. So that trailer was pretty awesome. And hopefully they can make, you know, I didn't mind season 10, but season 10 was, was just like almost like an anthology, you know. So it had an overarc, but it didn't uh, really go anywhere. Some of the episodes were met with criticism. Um, and this time, hopefully, they just make it like an eight-part movie and just solve all the issues that uh, have been plaguing Mulder and Scully for years. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Um, Netflix is again. Netflix has announced another show. This one, uh, Comic Book Realm. Uh, it's called Raising Dion, um, based off of a short film um, about a mother who has a kid who has uh, changing powers. They're never the same. So kind of like Jack-Jack from The Incredibles. Um, Michael B. Jordan is again going to be in this as a side character. So another superhero franchise that he's attached to at this point. He's also producing Um, So, you know, Netflix so far really hasn't done much wrong. And it's another superhero show. I'll watch it. Done. Game over. And I love Michael B. Jordan. So, (laughs) Yep, yep. And then, uh, yeah, you said take this one. Yeah, last week the Super 7 put up their 
first wave of 2018 figures for the Master Universe, uh, both Classic line and the Club Grayskull. Uh, if if you're a big He-Man fan, the Club Grayskull figures are the new wave of basically they took the characters and made them as close to their filmation as, as physically possible. And uh, great work done by the Four Horsemen. Uh, this this I'm actually collecting the Club Grayskull figures. Hopefully, Super 7 puts re-releases the first wave, which I missed from Mattel when they did them, uh, which which are like over $100 a piece now. But they're amazing figures. Uh, Super 7's continuing the uh, the line. So get your pre-orders in. You have until October 31st. Sounds and good. And there's a payment plan. Ooh. Ooh. I love payment plans. So let's call this time for a commercial. Yeah, the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! Yo, we're back from those commercials. Hello. What the hell is that? Is there a crowd again? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, this, is, this is filmed in front of the live, live audience. Uh, all right. I believe you. Uh, so <laughs> today, today is the day uh, of the Last Jedi trailer. And... Woo-hoo. Tickets are also going on sale tonight. Good are you going to watch the trailer? Are you going to buy the tickets? Uh, Ryan Johnson said, don't watch that trailer if you want to avoid spoilers. And now, What kind of spoiler could you see? I don't know. Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber? I bet you that's what it is. Like, if you want to see that for the first time since Return of the Jedi. Right. On the big screen, and you probably shouldn't be watching this trailer. Um, probably some storyline reveals. Like I don't know what to do, man, because I really want to watch this trailer, but I also want to go watch that movie fresh. Like I've been avoiding articles, you know, as much as I can. So 
Will I be watching? Probably not. And I will be buying tickets. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. Um, it's going to be hard for the next two months to not watch it, especially when we go and see... Uh, I'll know I'll see it during Thor. Um, it yep. will play. And I already have my Thor place. tickets. So <laughs> I got my Thor tickets during it. <laughs> I'm ready. But nice. um, I, uh, I'll i have to keep my head down, you know? I just I really want to go in as fresh. And they've done such a good job. We've seen nothing. Yeah. Even the behind-the-set picks that I did see were like, New Brovnik, you know, nothing, nothing, you know what I mean? Literally nothing I've seen. So it's been like awesome that they've done such a good job. And I hope this trailer is really like, uh, if it's Luke with a lightsaber and that's the big reveal, I'm fine. I know he's going to be with a lightsaber. His fucking toy has a lightsaber. I get it. I don't, that new one? Nope. Nothing sure? has a lightsaber. Which one? Oh. That hot toy? Yeah. That hot toy is like a staff. The oh, wooden does. stick. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. No, I, I, which I was like, is this his lightsaber? I, you don't know. You know, it could be. Who knows what he did? Um, but no, yeah, because I watched the video. IGN did a video on all the hot toys and stuff that were at the show. And yeah, he was like, no, that's, this is just Luke with a wooden stick. Hmm. Well... Okay, so that, so that's is, that's what I'm saying is like what could they raise, spoil? raise parents? The, no, not that. I know they won't do that. Snoke, like who's Snoke, Snoke in is? a robe in a robe in a golden robe? It's <laughs> wearing <laughs> more of his PJs. Yeah. So yeah, there's really nothing to me. They're not going to spoil it that that much because Ryan Johnson isn't like that. And exactly. if it's if it's Luke with a lightsaber, well, great, you know. And if it is, it's two seconds of him turning it on and going like, you know, let's go fuck up the Knights of Red because that's what Luke would say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's why the movie's rated R. Yeah, it is also been confirmed, and we haven't talked about it. It's the longest running Star Wars movie. Um, it's over Attack of the Clones, which is the oldest one that was longest. So Ooh. that's that's exciting too. Ooh. That's gonna be the longest one. Okay, <laughs> moving on. We've got an announcement of a new Thrawn book, uh, written by Timothy Zahn again. Coming out next year. I think they're going to do a Thrawn trilogy personally, but um, it's going to be called Thrawn Alliances and it's coming out next summer. And they have said that he'll be bringing along a friend, AKA Darth Vader. A friend? They didn't say that. I said that. I doubt it. Um, This just means I have to finish the first Thrawn book, which I've struggled through. Unfortunately, people like it, so it must get good. I do like it. I've never heard any bad things other than you saying you got to struggle through it. Yeah, it's super boring. Um, <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not the rich. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with it, so I'll have to go back to it. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, maybe I get the. Uh... I love Ron. I just, I wish, I wish this 
book was more exciting. Why don't you get the so, sound, the audio book? You know, those are, those are easier. They are, but I still have Battlefront Two to listen to, and I haven't even gotten through that. So good, so oh, good. I know. Ugh. All right. Um, I'm excited. Forces of Destiny's got another season coming up soon. Um, so they showed some footage from that. Not necessarily a Comic-Con, but they just showed it. And they did announce that there is a comic coming for this family-friendly series. I don't watch it. You watch it. Like, what do you think? Sure. Uh, IDW is putting it out. It's a, IDW has been releasing these more kid-friendly Star Wars comics, which is... Interesting that they have the license to it. Um, I, I'm very curious about that because they're also doing a Big Hero Six comic, and it's like, how do you, I guess you know they have the Ducktales comic too? Like Disney does have a thing with IDW. It's just I guess it's like their kid line doesn't go through Marvel. That's smart. Good, good for yeah. IDW. Diversify your bonds, Disney. Um, I you know I haven't watched all the episodes, but like I said before, it's it is. It's a good, it's a good show for kids. I, it's it's cool the concepts there, and the figures are everywhere in toy stores. So, well, I guess they do some weird things, right? Like, um, who met? Like Hera met somebody. Jin. Sabine met Leia. Sabine met Leia. But that, I think that's what. But that was. happened in Rebels. Right. No, there was another one that I I oh, go it was a different one. Oh. Takadon or uh, Maz is making a soup for somebody, but they don't show who. Is it is it Yoda? Oh, that's the things that I I I need to watch them because I know like all together it's probably like twenty minutes or something. But like, yeah, they're super. Yeah, I need to I need to see that because that that interests me. You know what I mean? Like these weird little little side stories. Of these characters that you didn't know that Jin met. I think it was like Jin met Leia. Something weird. That was the other big one that I was like, really? That's cool. So anywho. Um oh, okay. So this is this actually I gotta order this figure maybe tonight, even though since I'm spending so much money on fucking Star Wars. Uh Obi-Wan Mythos. Mythos character. Mithril. Myth Mithril. Yeah, so they did show this on the Comic-Con floor. Uh, It's basically a younger-looking version of Sir Alec Guinness. Uh, They had made a statue, a premium statue for the figure, and now they put him, a sideshow was put him, sorry, as a a one-six scale figure. Sideshow took took both Ewan McGregor and and, um, Alec Guinness Guinness together and made that face, and you can see it. It's a... That figure, I'm really glad I ordered it because I would not want. Like, do they ever sell out on pre-orders? Yeah, I need to pre. I have to pre-order it, there, or else I'm not yeah, gonna. Get it. I yeah, did just pay off, and you just did. You got your K2SO figure. I open them still. I gotta do an unboxing. Okay, um, okay. but it's huge. <laughs> the box is huge, so. Really it's funny though, like when you see that figure next to like the Jin one and how big it is, it's, it's amazing. They do it's such good. a good job with these figures. Yeah, a great job in the scale. Um, and I love, I love, hey, I love payment plans. That's it. That's it. 
Um, talk to me about this next one. Sure. Uh, Hasbro, uh, Hasbro has revealed the next wave of Black Series figures. This is another little news that came out of Comic-Con. Um, this time, we're looking at the Bounty Hunters finally going to get closer to wrapping up the, the Big Five. Uh, so we're getting Dengar and Forlom, uh, which is cool, but we're still missing Zuckus, which would bring... Where's that Zuckus, bro? Hashtag, where's Zuckus? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's cool, though. Um, I will definitely pick up both of those because I since Bounty Hunter collection, you know, I think it's great. They're like the ones that I've 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 held onto my 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 Bounty Hunters including like Greedo and stuff like that. The ones that look good because, you know, they've done a good job with mm-hmm. non-humans. So, but now they're doing much better with faces and, you know, they have stepped up their game for their figures. We've seen it at Marvel Legends and now with the newer Black Series figures. So Hasbro's doing a decent job at that price line. Um, and I'm willing to pay 20 bucks for the Bounty Hunters just to have that. Because, I, you know, it's going to take a very long time for something like Figure Arts to do them, you know. So it's, yeah, a good, it's a good $20 stand-in. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, it will be... Um... It's worth the 20 bucks. It does look like a good figure. Um, they are really trying to up their, you know, sculpting on the faces. And um, they actually have a pretty cool interview on starwars.com with their main sculpting guy. And he said he put like the, the figures in three categories of, you know, great looking, uh, could use some work in like downright ugly and he said straight up that the faces need work. And that was one of his big uh, challenges and initiatives. And I think for somebody who's been talking shit about Black Series since the first uh, wave, which is me, um, that Dengar looks great. <laughs> I mean, it really does. You know what's crazy, though, is that first wave was, was awesome. Sorry, it's the like... first wave was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Two on. Yeah, because like that X-wing Luke was like one of the best looking figures I've ever like looked at in my life. It's yeah, like it's, it really it's Mark Hamill's face, and then all of a sudden you're pooping on the rest of them. Um, the other figures that were announced, uh, we got the Lando and Skiff guard, mm-hmm. cool. Um, we get Leia Endor. Ray, we get Ray. Ray. Leia Endor. No, I didn't see that one. Did they announce that? Maybe I have to look. But no, Ray. Ray at the end of. Force Awakens, beginning of the Last Jedi, whatever you want to call it, um, with with real clothing uh, options. And then this is the thing that DJ figure. Here we go. Oh, it looks, it's just like the Wave Two that just came out. That Poe figure. Like what? What are you doing? Some of these figures look great, and all of a sudden it's like, did you let your five year old design these figures? Like, did you look at a picture of? you know, Benicio del Toro, or did you look at a picture of Oscar Isaacs and do that and finally get the Oscar Isaacs figure? <laughs> I, they, they still can't. And it's like, I, what I don't understand is like, they've been using this photo technology lately for figures. And like, some people aren't doing it and they just like, I, I don't get it. Man. It doesn't make any sense to me, but that's why there's a, that's why we still have issues with this series. So not consistent. And, and shit can still be talked about it. So, but yeah. I'll buy two of those dangars. So go on to the next topic, please. 
Uh, Battlefront 2 is on its way next month. Uh, speaking of fall, because it's all the money goes towards Star Wars this time of year. Yep. Um, beta dropped uh, last week, and because we pre-ordered it, we had the opportunity to play it. Um, and you know what? I, I talked a lot of shit about the first one, rightfully so. Um, and there was a lot of issues with like how the pricing option was and was it worth it for the money and the limits, limitations to it and on and on and on. Um, but it looks like this time around, they've listened to people. They've listened to the fans. They've listened to the people that complain about the first game. They've expanded it across all three trilogies, um, which is awesome. Added new modes and, you know, especially that first player campaign. So I'm really excited to play that. Um, from what I played with the multiplayer, it's it's a hell it's a hell of a lot of fun. So, yeah, I agree. I think I just said I think I just said hello for my first time out in California. That's it, man. Um, it's over. They decided to extend the beta. I don't know when I'm putting this episode out until October 11th, though. So they extended it by two days, um, which is great. If you haven't had a chance to play it, play it. Um, one bad thing. Um, they did say that they're not like you're not going to have to pay for the extra content to come down, but you are going to be allowed to do microtransactions on the cards. So if you, right from the beginning, decided to spend a ton of money on the card system, you will be able to boost up your guy so much that people who do not buy the cards and just want to pay free play will be way behind you as far as uh, powers and abilities. And, you know, it's a, it's a dark path you can take. It, is it, I mean, that's, that's on EA to properly delegate uh, sessions and rankings. Yes. So, I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. You can't have this guy who's like 80, already at like 80 because he paid for it playing against me at level four. That's, right. you know, that's the one thing I, I, I've always hated about multiplayer games and, and shooting games online because, you know what, I'm not the best at them, but at the same time, you got these, like, these people who, that's all they do. They play it all the time. They're super good at them. They they know how to, like, basically, it's not really cheating, but it is cheating uh, to kill you. And that that is kind of, like, alarming to think, like, um, you'd almost be like in a no-win situation. It's yeah, that's one thing. So, Destiny, Bungie slash BattleNet, um, which is Blizzard, they do have a really good way to balance it. I don't know. I I personally feel that EA doesn't, but I also don't play a lot of multiplayer games because I'm not that great at them. So, I hope that they get it figured out and they get it balanced right now. It doesn't matter. Everyone's on the same kind of playing field um, because a lot of the other multiplayer uh, pieces are not unlocked yet either. So that's okay. But that is one thing I actually really do appreciate about destiny is that even though I'm a level 12 or 13 and someone else is a 20, they're usually on my team. Like we're facing off against other things. So it's not, I don't know. It just—it's fine. Well, this guy just happens to be up a level. Doesn't even mean that he's a better player. It just means he played longer. And the people who do have those extra power sets, like extra weapons, 
those people are in their own separate world. So, because that's the thing, you know, my little cousin, he's 11. He plays these games all the time. He's not better than I am. He just has played way longer because he doesn't have a job, you know? So it doesn't necessarily mean higher rank, better skills, but those cards, the way that you craft them, the way that you uh, mod your guys, now that does take some skills, you know what I mean? And and that's going to show you who the better uh, the better player is. So we'll see. We'll see what happens if it all balances out. But um, the beta was very good. They expanded upon all the things that were great about the first game, and they made it way fucking bigger. So it's fun. Um, I guess yeah. to close out, Valiant. Uh, you know, Chris and I talk about Valiant every single episode, like we talk about Star Wars. Um, we were super excited to get some more looks at uh, Ninjak versus the Valiant universe, and we didn't get shit. <laughs> yeah. Get a goddamn thing. I this is this is like this is why this is the overarching theme of this New York Comic Con New York Comic Yawn. Um we were promised a Ninja versus a trailer. Sorry, we did get a Pacific Rim trailer too. Yeah, remember how Pack. that was a yawn too? I mean it was alright. It, it was, was cool. not that great. Yeah. Right. Um That's what I'm saying. Come on. Uh but so we we were promised this Valiant versus versus the Valiant Universe trailer what a month ago now early yeah. early yeah almost a month ago and then they and then they for some reason they put out all those all those <laughs> press releases they put out the shorts for each character mm-hmm. hyping it up and all of a sudden they cancel it so why you cancel it our speculation was all right they're going to save it for comic con did that happen no they did show up the first episode and people watched it right I, uh, no, I, I think they literally just showed clips. That's I read. The, they were saying the their clips. What? It was supposed to be a trailer, and was, they got. Clips. They were supposed to show the first episode. Yeah. I thought too. Probably, yeah. They didn't, and they didn't. They did not announce a date. They showed like you saw like Archer and Armstrong at a bar. You saw EXO. Well, yeah, I guess EXO up on a, you know, a mountain. Uh, with the with the suit, you saw Ninjak doing some shit with Roku and uh, maybe somebody else. I don't know, but like, yeah, it was it was really kind of I don't know. Valiant usually way better, um, but this was another really big disappoint disappointment um, because I was so excited about seeing new stuff from this series, and it seems like they kind of lost that opportunity, which is very weird. It is I mean, Valiant's, when Valiant's based out of New York City, they're like, it's their, you know, New York Comic Con should have been, should have been the home for this. I, I, I just don't get it. Nothing against Valiant, you no. know, not like, like I'm going to fuck Valiant campaign or anything like that, no, but it's just, no. it's very surprising. I, I don't know. I, that's all I can say. Um. But overall, I mean, that's that's kind of the whole theme here is that we expected a lot more out of this show, and you know, even if even if it is becoming more of a pop culture convention, SDCC, and all they did was like puke news on us. So kind of weird. Yeah. So where can you find us? <laughs> 
<laughs> to end on a bummer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like that's the way. That's the way I wanted to end it. I mean, we could have put all the other news, because but I always think that's kind of a weird, a weird way to end it. Hey, guess what? This is coming to Netflix. All right, see ya. <laughs> but you know, we're on we're on the internet. We have a great website. It's called don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, your daily source for everything geekly from news interviews reviews and more uh on the social medias we're on facebook instagram and twitter uh so go check us out yeah you should uh if you want to listen to us uh you can check us out i think we're in i always see stitcher and we're all on stitcher but you can access things on the google play store on Android as well mm-hmm. on one of those apps. Um, and then if you use a, you know, you're an Apple user, you can of course see us on um, at the iTunes store uh, in the podcast section, rate and review us, share us, tell your friends all about us. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. Hopefully we get some better comic news and star Wars tickets. Hopefully you guys get those and uh, well, you know, We'll be talking about Star Wars every single week as we always do, but even more so. (laughs) Damn straight. Yeah. One of us is going to have to watch it because we're going to have to talk about it. I don't know how we can not, (laughs) but we'll see see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, I know. What do we do? Like, hey, let's read an article about what that spoiler might have been. Well, you know what's going to happen tonight is first look at – Luke Skywalker's like it doesn't every single thing is going to say in the headline what that spoiler is okay. so even if we don't see it we're going to know it absolutely there's no way to avoid those headlines nope oh. uh, this is Casey saying may the force be with you and getting those tickets so that was my line this is Chris by oh you're going you're gonna to say it <laughs> <laughs> well you lost out I did this <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Yeah.